Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. That beautiful theme song is Pod Friends by the one and only Will from America. I'm Matt Scott, Matt Scott GW on social media, and I'm the co-host of the Wrestling Rehap Up with the one and only Mari Forth, as well as the host of Pod Friends. And as we start out, I just want to ask you genuinely, how are you doing? Come on, I'm, I'm asking you, the listener, whoever's hearing my voice right now, how, how are you doing? Let me know. Feel free to talk back out loud. Okay, I'm listening. Oh, oh, yep. Great. Up. Oh, no, not. Mm. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I understand. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Congratulations. Look at that. Ooh, okay. We'll have to talk more about that later. Thank you so much for letting me know how you're doing, everybody. It's so great to have you here. And one reason I ask is because one of the questions that I want um, not only you all to think about, but really all of us, myself included, to think about in this podcast this week is how can you more boldly make and take space for yourself, for who you are, for what you need? Um, that is really the theme that comes up or one of the themes that comes up in my conversation with this week's guest. But before diving into this week's guest, I just want to um, just take some time to mention the passing of none other than Dak, a.k.a. Daquan, Daquan Wizard, who was so pivotal in making the RHA community a community and what it is taking it beyond the podcast to something that's interactive something that's really inclusive and creates space for people to get to know each other and to form bonds and for this community to be the life-changing thing that it is and the thing that's so meaningful for me when it comes to pod friends and just talking about daquan is that like Daquan's the type of person that um, I, I wish I could have had on Pod Friends, and whose story I wish that we could share because 
Daquan was such a like pivotal part of bringing people together, such a great supporter of me and the other podcasters and such a great friend to so many. Um, while I didn't have the chance to work with Daquan on, you know, any watch parties directly, even though we did host one with um, the wrestling rehab up. Daquan has been amazing in terms of getting people um, like this week's guest, Kirsten, like the first pod friends guest, Taryn, and also Puya, post show recaps. Rob has a podcast up and running on Twitch um, and with Discord, just connecting with communities and making this the space that we want and need it to be. And so I just want to send a lot of love, not only to Daquan, but also to anyone who is kind of grieving his loss and their loss of him. And I think it's really interesting. I recorded this, this interview prior to Daquan's passing with Kirsten. And again, Kirsten, someone who knew him well and who will be part of a memorial stream that is coming up. Um, but, you know, in the, in the conversation that we had, we talked about grief, we talked about loss um, and, Oh, I think that if there's a silver lining to the fact that I'm releasing this conversation now, I hope it's that people who aren't sure how to grieve or navigate loss like Kirsten and I have had to do as we talk about in our lives, um, hopefully they could benefit and, and gain something from this conversation. But I would absolutely encourage everyone on Monday, February 21st, 2022, to tune into Remembering Daquan Wizard at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific over on Taryn Armstrong's Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Taryn Armstrong. And that's going to be a great place to learn more about Daquan, to see people who knew him and loved him, really celebrating and sharing his journey and his story and just memories of the phenomenal person that he was um, not only in this community, but just more broadly. Um, and I can't encourage you enough to check that out. So I'll include links to that in the show notes. And um, just in case you're wondering anything that I'm mentioning, any of the links or plugs that I have, check out the show notes, wherever you're listening, wherever you're watching, and you could check out some of the things that I'm encouraging you to do. Just a little bit of a tip. Um, but you know, I mentioned this week's guest is none other than Kirsten McKinnis. And, you know, I think it's interesting that she's this week's guest, not only because of the connection with Daquan, as I mentioned, but also because she is the one person that I've interviewed for season one of Pod Friends that actually was interviewed as part of the Taryn show a few weeks back. And yet, a few weeks back, a few years back. Imagine that. Um, and it was such a different time in her life and where she was. And, you know, really when the idea came to me to interview Kirsten, I, I couldn't say no, no. I had to make space to, to have Kirsten here because I've been wanting to have this conversation with her for so long. I love Kirsten. I admire her. I love her strength, but I also love how she has this heart of gold and, you know, as we discussed, similar to Maggie Morgan, extremely hot and funny, just saying, putting that up here at the top in case you don't get in that deep immediately. Um, but in this episode, we talk about some fun stuff like brunch, Enneagrams, um, personality assessments, being 29 because we're both 29 years old, reflecting a little on her growth since her experiences with Big Brother Panda and um, just more of her 
background as a podcaster, as a streamer, a woman in this RHAP community, and more of her backstory too, growing up and being raised as a Seventh-day Adventist and just some of the family conflict that she experienced around four and five years old in particular. And um, I I talked about grief. I talked about that connection, but I, I also just want to make the point that you know, five years ago, on March 8th, 2017, I lost my dad to a rare form of leukemia. And coincidentally, um, almost five years ago, July 2017, Kirsten lost her mom um, due to a brain tumor, which my dad also had. And um, we we talk about that. We talk about our experiences. And I think it's important for people to be able to open up and take space for their experiences and for their grief and for who they are. And, you know, I joined a grief group after I lost my dad in 2017, like immediately. And that was so pivotal for me. Um, but I would encourage anyone like if you are grieving someone's loss, like take space and time for that. You could take days. Hopefully you could take days away from the things that you do or some time away from the things that you do because your mental health is just as important Um, if not more important in some ways than your physical health. And so I mentioned um, Kirsten's mom's experience with brain tumors, and I'm including a link to um, the Brain Tumor Foundation of Canada in the show notes. But I also am including a link to a phenomenal organization, especially for young people grieving, called The Dinner Party. And I was actually part of it. I hosted a dinner here in DC as part of The Dinner Party. But I just want to give um, a shout out to them too, because they have a lot of great resources and encouragement for people who, young people especially, who aren't really sure how to navigate grief and and loss. Because um, that's not a thing that a lot of us have to do, unfortunately, until we do. But sending so much love to Kirsten, so much thanks to Kirsten, and um, and also just love the way that she thanks those who have helped enable her journey. Um, but, you know, I also want to say that um, before I get into this ring intro for Kirsten and shout her out, that um, I had so much fun doing this interview. You could hear it along the way. There were some parts that I was going to cut out that I just left in, as you'll hear from the very beginning. And so... We get into some deep stuff, but we also have a lot of laughs and it's a lot of fun. And I just, again, I can't thank Kirsten enough. But before her ring intro, I just want to plug some things really quickly. First of all, if you're hearing the sound of my voice, um, like you, whoever's listening to me right now, you, I have a special request for you, especially as we release the last few episodes of this pod friend season. And it is to please, please, please please subscribe to the podcast, leave five stars, leave a review. A few people have done that so far, but if you love Podfriends, if you want more Podfriends in the future, I've gotten all of these guest suggestions from all of you, which has been phenomenal. And I just want to make sure that Podfriends still exists going forward um, after Survivor 42 um, in the, in the off season of Survivor. And so I would love if you leave a rating, if you leave a subscription, 
Um, if you leave a review, you could pause the episode and do that right now, but that will go a long way to helping ensure that pod friends still exist in the future, that it goes beyond this little eight episode season one run and also to help other people find the podcast. And so I also just want to give a special shout out to some of the people who've left reviews. Um, the very first review I received says five stars says i'm honored to be the first review for this amazing podcast um matt is an amazing host i really shouldn't read the compliments to myself um I'm, maybe i'll skip over those in the future <laughs> um my favorite so far was the one with brooklyn zed i did not know who they were going in and left feeling very educated on gender and what it's like being non-binary um that was a phenomenal review and thank you so much david cat 777 for that review another review um I love learning more about my favorite podcasters. Straight, simple from, from Gretel. Thank you so much, Gretel, for that review. And I see another review, I believe from, uh, I believe from the great Jason Reed. Um, and thank you, Jason, for the compliments on my interviewing. Um, each interview has felt fresh and different so far. Great mix of personalities interviewed. Can't wait to hear more. Thank you so much. And big shout out to Jason Reed and shout out to Married at First Sight podcast, him with Asia. And um, I also just want to plug PodFriends on social media. Follow PodFriends at HeyPodFriends. Um, email PodFriends, PodFriends at RobHisWebsite.com. And also suggest guests for PodFriends. Link in the show notes. But you could go to bit.ly slash PodFriendsNot. That was a long intro. A lot to cover. Take a breath. Take some space. And um, without further ado, let me introduce our phenomenal guest. Making her way to the podcast, hailing from Victoria, British Columbia, Canada, she's a brunch connoisseur, a Vancouver Island explorer, an avid reader, but you know her best as a Twitch streamer and prolific podcaster, bringing us everything from Hot Dummies on Islands, to Bojack Horsepot, to Kowski Cats, to Dream Daddy, to Riverdale, to everything you care about. She may say she's a little too spicy, pricey for the people here but i'll say she's got a heart of gold and i don't know what we did to deserve her please give a big surf's up to kirsten mckinnis this will not be in the podcast there's no way no one wants to hear me talking about the podcast on the (laughs) podcast and like i don't want to hear that no people love that shit people People, love a look behind the curtain they do they'll they'll get a look behind the curtain i'm sure as we like get started and go along let me me close my tabs so i'm not distracted how many tabs do you have open right now do you have like a general estimate uh no I I had three I had three tabs open now I have oh, one tab open not like forty am, tabs I am not a keep your tabs kind of gal I I am scorched earth that could have been like the focus of this conversation because how many tabs like, do you have open oh like three right well no I have two uh wait a minute there's one there was one hiding I have I have four tabs open right now oh that's nothing some people and have one like of thirty at all yard. times no but I look I've I've been there that's it's only because we're streaming that I was like okay let me just close <laughs> my tabs it's also Monday so I didn't have too many to open but okay. Kirsten I want to ask you a question to start oh, us okay. out okay let's go if you you know, like let's 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 uh, dive into the fantasy. This is all about the Kirsten okay. fantasy. I love um, that. If you had, you know, I know that you're a fan of brunch. 
Yeah. Could you could you describe to me what your ideal brunch would your ideal brunch setup would be? Okay. So there is a restaurant in Victoria that has mimosa towers. Huh? And I want the mimosa tower. Wait. Like when you, like like stacked. It's like stacks on stacks of mimosas. You've You're done this before. Gr- no, I've never had the mimosa uh, tower before, but I want it really bad. Okay. Um, that seems like literally like an accident waiting to happen. Yeah, no, no. It's mimosas. It's champagne. <laughs> What's going to happen? It's, it's not a just tower of mimosas. You knock them over. Oh, my God. That actually s- does sound like something I would do. I've never seen the mimosa tower, so I cannot describe to you exactly how it looks. But the concept of a mimosa tower is very appealing to me. Mimosas are kind of the center of a yeah. brunch yeah. Uh, for myself. I love mm-hmm. a, a mimosa flight. Yes. I've done that a few times. Yes. Um, so that's the mimosas are important. That's just to get that out of there. We've got the drink order in. The drink order's in. But also you have to be like, it's like gorgeous, gorgeous girls have three beverages at brunch. You have your mimosa, your water, your coffee. You have mm-hmm. to have the Holy Trinity. I do. I do. <laughs> you need the water, you need the coffee. Uh, you yeah. could, it's good to keep them separate, but I get what you're saying. Like taking taking your, yeah. your turn with each of them. You have to have them all there. Uh you, I see. I'm very boring when it comes to like brunch or breakfast food because I kind of like Rob Sestrino. Don't really like food, but like in a different yeah. way because I feel like Rob doesn't like food and that it's like you could put food in front of him, he'll eat it. He's gonna just move on from his life and not think about it. Yeah, I have like crazy deep seated anxiety about food at all times because I have um I have like major texture issues with food so I'm like extremely picky but to the point where it's like not just like oh Kirsten's picky it's like definitely mental illness uh and so then people will be like oh that's what you're eating oh you don't like that oh and it's like so then going out to eat becomes like a huge source of anxiety because like I can always find something at any restaurant but sometimes that something is just French fries. And like, I'm fine with that. And I'll go home and I'll have some vegetables or whatever later. But the people you're with will be like, you can't just have that. Oh I, my gosh. I physically can't eat the other food here. I'm I'm sorry. I can't help you. Um. So then at brunch, I'm basic. Yeah. I eat, I like a waffle, but mm-hmm. no, no whipped cream on the waffle. I Same. like syrup. I like fruit. Mm-hmm. Whipped cream is just... Yeah. Not for me. Not right. Or like you, you don't like sh- you don't want and you just to clarify you don't yes. want like powdered sugar on your waffle. Um, I'll take it or leave it. Okay. Like I'll, I'm fine if it's there, but I don't need it. Like I'm not. Everything I've described has been very sweet, but I'm actually not like a massive sweet tooth. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's fine, but. Eh. Uh, or like I'll have like scrambled eggs and hash browns and be like, yes, this is brunch, and everyone's like. Mm. That's not brunch. Well, like, I listen, think, I'm enjoying my life. <laughs> is there anything else that you need to have in your brunch food-wise? Anything else you need to have? I mean, there's got to be some kind of, like, a potato product always. That's, like, the vibe. Yeah, you're, like, you're, you can have your tater tots, your yeah. hash browns, your nice other browns. things, your other I love sh- potato I like things. A shredded hash brown. How do you, what's your Ooh, favorite kind of hash brown? No, I'm not a big fan. See, this is the thing. Don't I, tell I me you don't like you. potatoes. No, I do like potatoes. I'm not big on eggs. So, like, I would skip, yeah. the, like, you know, when food comes with, like, Ooh, you have your eggs with it. I'm like, no, 
hold the eggs, leave it. It's fine. I don't need that in my life right now. Um, But no, I mean, I'm okay with the shredded. I like, I like a little, like a, uh, a little hash brown such like a oh yeah no those are good like the li- like, like the little the ones little right type of things yeah, those are pretty good those i think there's good. something to that this is really interesting i hope people are like really loving this conversation but they you know no, they will they absolutely the, will i went it. on i went on like a 15 minute tangent about roasted vegetables on my bojack horseman podcast mm-hmm. and people were all about it so i'm they, sure everyone's they, gonna they, love this did they <laughs> eat it up they ate it. They ate uh, it up. They uh, were eating. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna dive in. The people will be eating uh, today because we're gonna dive into talking with you about your story. And like to be honest, Kirsten, you are one of the special few because you've been interviewed on the Terran show. You were there, and I was, there. I was like, I need Kirsten on this first season of pod friends for my own sanity just to dive in and like one reason is because literally everything you were describing about food is such a it's not a great it's not the perfect example of this but it's an example of something that i feel like happens where you just like told us about your relationship with food mental health was part of it i just skimmed over that and i'm not gonna I'm letting you know, Kirsten. I'm not letting you off the hook. I'm not skimming over things. I'm gonna. Okay, okay. I'm gonna go into the things, whatever those are. I'm. I'm always happy to go there. Like true. Like it really. I'll. Uh, I'll. I'll go any which way. Uh, I. I'm a Sagittarius. I. Mm-hmm. I like to go on a journey. I like to philosophize. Yes. It's who I am. Well, I was gonna ask you because I know that you're someone who's like aware of those. All of the things like your horoscope, your Enneagram, probably your Myers Briggs, your all your sign yes. and what that all means, which is That's like right. ties in with your horoscope. What like who are you based oh, on God. those things? Or what do you like know about yourself based on those things? Maybe that's a good place to start. Okay. Well, and it's okay to cry on this podcast. Oh my god. If you that's like I want to make you cry and it's okay if you do um okay so it's really hard because I think so the way I feel about like personality assessment type stuff is it's actually tied to like how I feel about reality tv as well right so like I find a lot of joy in looking at all of these systems and ways of kind of explaining and classifying yourself but in the larger picture of how does that fit with other people? How can you, you know, connect with other people and build relationships based on having that knowledge? And I think, and that's how I watch like reality TV as well, is that I love watching social dynamics and kind of seeing how things work and kind of thinking, oh, what would I do? How would I fit kind of thing? That's just how my brain works on it. But I think some people like personality assessment and reality tv because they don't understand like how people and social situations work and they like want to learn how it is and so they're just looking for something that can help neatly package and explain how people are and how the world works which is like it's just not how that works like there is no one way like people will often say stuff like oh, I'm a quote-unquote bad adult or, oh, I'm not coping properly with this thing. And what I always say to everyone is like, there is there's no roadmap. There's no one right way to do anything. There's no one right path. And so I just think up top, very important to think about like personality assessments and those kinds of things as like, these are one piece and one part. 
and no one system is going to fully explain how it all fits together. But uh, if we if we're going to we're going to talk about it. So astrology, okay. astrology wise, um, I have a Sagittarius sun, a Sagittarius moon and an Aquarius rising. So basically, I'm a sociopath. Ooh. <laughs> um, no, I'm not. Not really. The people, but- <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is like that's the clip for social media. Um <laughs> Red flag, red flag, red flag, red flag. Uh, But so the way um, the way I think about it, and I know more about Sagittarius than I do about other signs. um, But Sagittarius is um, the philosopher of the astrology, like always looking for new information, looking for the next thing. And so that can kind of manifest in like jumping from thing to thing to thing can be seen as flighty, can be seen as flaky. and like very adventurous and not super stable. And though that is two of my big three, I don't really feel that way. Like on one hand, I am always kind of ready to cut and run and go to the next thing, but I also mm-hmm. just really value and seek stability, which I think comes, well, I mean, obviously it comes from like life, but if we're going to look at it from an astrological lens, it comes, yeah. I have, a lot of Capricorn placements as well. And so Capricorn is very much like wants control, wants to know how things work, wants to be in charge, uh, work very hard. Like work ethic is like a big thing there. So I feel like those are two like major parts of my personality that are always kind of at war with each other of like, why can't it just happen? And on the other hand, being like, no, like we have to work really 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 hard harder than anyone else to also make things happen right so Mm -hmm. like for example today i took a half day of vacation from work so that i could work in the morning so i woke up this morning worked all morning at the midday break had my shower got ready for all of this now we're recording once this is done i will be streaming over on my twitch channel for puya's uh fall guys tournament which had like i can't make tomorrow work because i have to work overtime at my real job uh so i'm doing that and then once that's over i'm recording with Lindsay for bojack horse pod so i'm doing all of that today yeah um so it's just like I do work really hard, right? Uh, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, why can't it just happen? Why can't my Twitch just grow? Why can't it? Like, it's like, no, obviously that's not how it works. Like, you have to show up and put in the work. So it's like, those are two, two sides of me that are at war, which then feeds into like the Enneagram, where I'm an Enneagram yeah. type eight, which uh, people go listen to the podcast with Chappelle and Rob. Like, you'll understand <laughs> way more what that means than what I could tell you here today. I am not Thank an you. expert. I'm not an expert. I on was going to say, I am like, so I'm so confused and overwhelmed when it comes to Enneagram. I listened to that podcast twice. Chappelle has like talked with me about my Enneagram. And I've been like, Chappelle, I can't, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm a three or a nine or a what, like a two or whatever. So, oh my God, but you're an Enneagram eight. Yes. What does so, that mean? So I'm an eight. You know? And so from what I know, about an Enneagram 8 is uh, the 8's like core fear is losing control right so -hmm. you don't want to be controlled and it's also often linked with um, kind of like an activism type approach like normally 8's will have some sort of cause or like really care about doing the right thing or making like trying to make the world like a better place is kind of like a big thing that a lot of eights have a lot of the misconceptions of eights are like 
oh, eights are bullies, eights are like trample all over people, eights like don't care. But and like, I mean, sure, I probably sometimes can be all of those things, but I think everybody can be those things sometimes, right? But when the thing about Enneagram is also how you have like the different relationships with different numbers when you're in stress versus when you're doing your best. When an eight is like performing well, we exhibit the positive traits of a two, which is like the one that's all about like connection, people, empathy, doing things for others, caring about people. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, it's not really fair to be like, Oh, eights are bullies. And then when you're in stress, you move to a five, which is the one where the way it manifests in me is like compiling information. So if I'm like super in stress or super like in crisis, I'm going to be looking up to try and understand as much as possible about yeah. that. And that manifest i know there was an issue last year where um there were some people on reddit that were not being very nice about me which has happened from time to time yeah. and someone was making all these statements of well this happened and this person said that this about you and this tweet exists and blah 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 and i looked up all the tweets and i was like well here's all the tweets between me and this person in the history of forever show me where that interaction happened like it's not and it's not and it's like you don't need to engage with that you don't need to compile that information. Like you just need to walk away yeah. from the trolls. Sometimes I can do it. Sometimes I can't. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm just like, I think we're all just kind of trying to figure out who, like who we are. Right. And that's like how it all kind of fits. That's my just, current perception. I don't no, know. That's so interesting. I feel like I could just like sit back and listen. And like, I, I encourage people to like, listen to what you're saying. Cause there's so much, there's so much there. And I think one thing that's interesting is just from what you've said at first, um, that there's the, like the side of you, or at least from an astrological perspective, mm-hmm. the side of you that's more flighty. And yet there's also this side that's seeking stability mm-hmm. um i'm kind of thinking about your journey and again i mentioned you know you you did your interview with the Terran show and that's kind of top of mind for me even though that was okay. like uh four to five years ago or whatever that was yeah that was <laughs> it's almost been four years and like yeah. that interview uh that interview was recorded at not a good time in my life yeah. i don't really rem like I don't really remember like a six month period of 2018 just from like how uh, poorly I was doing. And so I don't really remember that interview, but and I'm happy with that interview. I'm glad it's out there and I encourage people to go back and listen to it by all means. But I think it's important for people to know that that interview is a snapshot of me at like one of the worst times of my entire life. Mm -hmm. And uh a lot has changed. A lot has changed since then. Yeah, I was going to say like around the time that you did that because you're are you tw- you're 20 are you 29 now? I'm 29. Yeah, we're the 29. same age. I'm also aren't 29. We? Yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz I know you're 92, you're 92, 92. baby. So, th- but the thing I think that's interesting is just like our like literally uh, and and not I, I'm not a neuroscientist. I don't know anything <laughs> about this except for what I think I know, which is just like about brain development. And like back then, your bra- your brain wasn't even fully developed. It was still growing, still processing things. I think about where I was 
at around the same age, which doesn't feel like it was that long ago it in doesn't. a lot of ways, but also it kind of was in, in a lot of ways too. Uh, but like, do you, do you feel like you're, you know, when you think about where you are now um, on that path to st- maybe stability on that path mm-hmm. to control, like what's the growth I'm sure there's been a lot of growth, but like, Mm. what's the growth been generally just in terms of like how you're feeling, how stable you're feeling, how in control you're feeling? Well, it's hard because there's like multiple levels to that, of course. But like for me and who I am and how I'm living my life, I feel like I have a lot more control over my life than I did at that time. Um, Yeah. Like in back in 2018, like I was working at my first job that I had out of university, which was the same office I had worked at since I was 18 years old. So I worked there from 18 to 25. I was almost 26 when I left. And what was it you were? So you're working, you were working at the university. Yeah, I was working in the housing department at the university of Calgary. And I, I loved working there. I, my supervisor there, like, he's like family to me. I worked for him for like six years and I really liked my job. Uh, but I just, I was in a position where basically there was nowhere for me to grow in that job unless my supervisor retired. So it's like, what, I'm going to do the same job for 11 years to then have my boss retired to I take his yeah. job and then I do that for like, like ever. And that just wasn't, it didn't feel like a sustainable path for me. There wasn't really um, growth for income as well, which like I have like the, the amount of debt that I have is not something where I could just sustain not increasing yeah. in salary. Um, and so I was there at the time I was living with a boyfriend who I had been dating from the time I was 18. uh, And I had just gotten back from not getting on to Big Brother. And it was just like, I I don't even know like where I was at. And now I've moved provinces. I live by myself. I have, I have been single for a very long time, like spending time, like working on myself and like, growing in that because I spent my whole youth like basically in a relationship and then I got out of that uh right before I guess I was 20 what did we turn 25 in 2018 uh yeah something like that yeah so I was I was 24 at the time and uh by the time I was 25 I had a lease on a new apartment. I'd broken up with my long-term boyfriend. And then within six months of that, I had moved to a different industry doing a different job where there was like more growth potential. And so I thought I had it figured out. I thought everything was good. Oh, Kirsten's working out. She's doing well, blah, blah, blah. And it's still like that still didn't make me happy. It still wasn't like that any better and and since then i've now moved provinces moved industries again yeah. uh live in a completely different place and like a completely different way and it's like as of right now I feel like things are good but uh, 
It's our Saturn return this year, uh, yeah, Matthew. So who knows? Who knows what's going to happen by the end of this year? Yeah, and I just learned about our our Saturn return probably like <laughs> at some point last year. Someone was like, "Oh my gosh, you're 29, and this is really an important time where like challenges might come up, but depending on how you navigate them and deal with them, like if you if you work through them and it goes well, then you'll have like good you I'm sure you know more about this than me but like you'll have good fortune down the future did I mostly get that it's, right well it's basically like um so for people who don't care or know about astrology I'm really sorry right. if you don't care about this but it's something that I find deeply fascinating if you don't believe in it I'm happy for you and that's great for you yeah but I don't care about that opinion right now because I feel the way I feel about it just uh-huh. just up front if the astrology bros are mad Good, stay mad. I don't care. Like, this isn't die, the place die to, mad. Wait, hold on. Um. Let me be mad for a second. This isn't the place to be like, oh, no, Kirsten, this is about Kirsten, but I have my opinion on her life and how she should look at things. I mean, the beauty of this is that people could, like, see themselves in you two. Maybe it's not the astrology piece, but I, the people want to hear from you, Kirsten. <laughs> I just the, so the astrology bros get very mad on Twitter, okay, and I just want to get in front of that. So we'll clip this um. and we'll also put it on Twitter and do hashtag astrology bro and yeah, um, hashtag die mad astrology bros. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, so the way the way it works is you do not just have like a lot of people know. Oh, this is my sign, quote unquote, but that's your sun sign. So that's the place in the sky where the sun was at the moment that you were born. But, of course, what you might not know about outer space, there's a lot more planets, uh, actually, than than just, like, the sun as a star, right? Right. So, you have, like, a more fulsome chart of where every single thing was in the moment that you were born. And most things cycle at, like... um, Obviously, like the sun takes like one year to go around and so on and so forth. But Saturn takes about 27 years to return to its same space. Mm -hmm. So to get Saturn back where it was at the moment that you were born is not something that happens very often. And what people tend to notice is that between 27 to 29, when Saturn returns to where it was when you were born, your life will change a lot. Like, it's kind of a reckoning, like, from an astrology standpoint, it's like, that's the moment where you, like, become an adult, and um, you face a lot. Like, I know, I know friends who, at that point in time, they switch career paths, meet a new partner, move somewhere new, like, there's a lot of different things that can happen to you and that you can make happen during that period of time and how you respond to it is going to kind of set you up for the next like 27 years and then you'll have another like reckoning when you're like between 55 and 60 which of course is the old midlife crisis that a lot of people like to talk about right gotta love Um, that yeah so it's just like I don't really know what's gonna happen I feel like my life has been like in flux and in chaos and in constant transformation already for the last four years so yeah I can't I can't say what is coming next but I'm at a point now where I'm not I'm not trying to hold on to things so tightly anymore and I've learned that control and safety and security doesn't mean rigidity either and that there is like a, a beautiful balance that can happen when you just kind of lean into it and see what happens. 
and like say yes to opportunities you want to say yes to and say no to things that you don't think are right for you. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is like so fascinating. And <laughs> there's so much that like I don't even want to go. Well, I, I actually do for a second want to go like way back. Okay. Kirsten, just you can imagine go where you that. Want. Imagine that this this. <laughs> stream yard is a okay. therapist couch get comfortable oh, i'm kind of okay. you know like a lot of what you're saying and you've referenced this too is that there are you know beyond the enneagram stuff and the star signs and everything else that there are like experiences that have kind of made you who you are and i think what the way it ties into saturn's return too is just that you know like it's all I, in in knowing what I do about your backgrounds, like it's almost like what could they throw at Kirsten? Like what's <laughs> like I I remember about almost a year ago at this point when WrestleMania was happening, actually last April, there was I was on like the rehab Instagram and I remember creating a creating a rehab slur wrestler for you. And the tagline was basically like, don't F with cats and don't F with Kirsten, <laughs> which also shows like where we were at the time. But I am like, I would love to kind of just go back because I'm, I'm kind of curious, like what's the story or like the, maybe like the, the, the short story of like, <laughs> what life was like for you growing up for those who who don't know and i i know there are a lot of twists and turns but i was uh taking notes i'll have the post-its i'll have the details um i'll have something about the holy water uh being there's no there's no holy water um but yes what I think I made uh, a speak, joke. Speaking of holy water, by the way, and this is like so stupid. I don't know why my phone's right here. Uh, Sam Moore, uh, it, it, an angel just texted me. So shout out to Sam Moore for whenever well, he hears this. He's addicted. <laughs> is he doing something work related? I have to no take clue. I'm, I'm not look. I'm not going to look at look at it. But um, don't touch grass, I, Sam Moore. Completely ignore. He'll wonder in a few weeks when he hears this why I never replied. I will. I'll get back to him later. But yeah, like what's like the story? Because you you're 
you're you're an open person. You share so much about your mm-hmm. life, and you know, I'm sure that you find yourself going back and like explain to people who you are, where you've been. But like, what's that? How did you grow up, Kirsten? Okay, well, um, so obviously, uh, I was born in 1992. Um, mm-hmm. I was born in um, the lower the lower mainland of British Columbia. So, yeah. uh, in it's some of the most temperate weather that we get up here in Canada. Um, but I was born in a town called Chilliwack, which is most well known for smelling like cow poo all the time. Um, mm, is like the reputation. Me. I, I, we, I only lived there until I was four. So I don't really remember it that much, but that's like the vibe of Chilliwack just to paint a picture for you. And so, um, when I was growing up, when I was really little, I lived with my mom, my dad, my sister, my half sister, and my aunt. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad uh, was in the military and my mom um, stayed home with us yeah. uh, because obviously it's like three young kids like childcare is expensive uh, it honestly would cost more than what she would have made right so yeah. it doesn't really make sense and then my aunt was there she like I don't know what I don't know what she did for a job at any point in her life. Like I I really have no idea, Um, but I know she was around a lot and she was um, horrible. Uh, She like my mom grew up in a very religious family. Um, They are, were seventh day Adventists. So I don't know uh, if you know a ton about seventh day Adventism, but it is like a, a hard mode Christianity is how I would kind of describe it. Like it is, right, yeah. it's very extreme. Um, it is very, very restrictive. Um, most like Christian faiths, I feel like kind of lean into the new Testament of like, we're saved and like, yeah, things are good. Seventh day Adventism really leans old Testament is kind of how I would describe it, which like, there's nothing wrong with that, but that's kind of what I know most about like the Bible from growing up in a religious family. So we went, you know, to church every Saturday because they also do Saturdays, not Sundays. Um, We were not well off at all. My dad, uh, my dad was stalled in like lower ranks in the military for a really long time. And we were a lot of mouths to feed. So uh, we lived kind of, it was kind of a weird light, like a lot. We had like grew a lot of our own food at like my grandpa's property mm-hmm. and would go into the Okanagan, which is where like a lot of farmland in BC is. And you go and you'd like pick your own fruit and then they would like can the fruit all to like get through the winter. So you didn't have to buy it. Like just like <laughs> <laughs> it's weird. Completely like, foreign to me. Like, uh, as people, like, no. like, I'm like, what? Okay. Like I, I never had to because I was so little. But when we lived in um Chilliwack, like even to my sister, who so I when we left, I was four and she was eight, and mm-hmm. she would have to go like help pick beans all day at my grandpa's property so that they could then can the green beans so that we could like eat beans in the winter. <laughs> and you got out of picking the beans. I was too little, so I never had to do like the farming work. Person, so. <laughs> I'm gonna call you out here before turning it back to your story. What? A four year old could pick some beans. Oh my God. Well I was never <laughs> asked to pick beans. Like <laughs> no, I wouldn't oh have done God. it. I wouldn't have I would have like run away. So I get like, it. Uh, 
I mean, if they'd asked me to pick the beans, I probably would have picked the beans. But yeah, so it was a lot of like, we grow our own food. Um, my dad like went to work every day. He came home. My mom like took care of us. She homeschooled my older siblings. So uh, they would be doing like schoolwork in the morning and then um, like some sort of like physical activity in the yeah. afternoon. So like my older siblings rode horses or we would go to the pool or you go to like the gym, like that kind of thing. So it's just, that's kind of what I remember from bring, being really little. And one like super vivid memory, I think it's because like scent is such an important part of memories that you kind of mm-hmm. remember. My dad hated my aunt who lived with us so much, like could not stand her. And everyone else in the family, except my dad also was vegetarian at the time. Yeah. And so my dad would come home from work and he would make like a really stinky burger so that my aunt would go hide in her bedroom for a little while so he wouldn't have to talk to her. So I just like always remember like the smell of like a hamburger cooking. I'm so, Um, this is like so, so Okay, wait, no, this gets, this is juicy actually. This is really juicy. So just like that burger. Yes. The reason why my dad did not like my aunt so much was this aunt, like, my, so my mom was the youngest of six girls. So uh-huh. you think she's the baby, she's the youngest. Right. But yet somehow she was the only one who was like independent and like most often living away from the parents. Like at one point, all five of her sisters and some of them with husbands were all living at home. And my mom was the only one not. Like she was like more independent than them. But yeah. this one sister of hers was like obsessed with my mom to a weird level like wanted her life like wanted her life so bad um oh my god and she like told she like wrote a letter to my dad at one point that was like you shouldn't be with Vanessa you should be with me we would be better parents for the children we would be a better family like we would be a better example like you should be with me and so my dad gave the letter to my mom and was like the fuck is wrong with your sister and then so my mom had it like in her wallet i don't know what she was gonna do with it she had the letter and then my aunt stole it out of my mom's wallet so there wouldn't be any evidence that she had done this and i remember like years later like probably 2012 we were at like a family function in bc and i saw this aunt just staring at my dad and i was like she has been in love with him her whole life Oh my god. Like she I was like, oh my god, she's looking at him like she is in love with him. Like it was it's just weird, right? Um, and so she lived with so that's like an awkward dynamic for yeah. everyone to live with. And the other layer to that is that um my mom had my half sister when she was very young. <laughs> um sorry. Uh and so she was working a lot and my mom when she was younger did a lot of time working as a bartender so that's like very late hours or and I think she also did like driving newspapers to the spots where like the delivery people pick them yeah. up which is like a super early morning thing. Mm-hmm. So she didn't have like a schedule where she could really have her daughter with her all of the time. So my half sister lived a lot of the time with my grandparents during the week and then would go see my mom like on the weekends or whenever she had days off to like spend that time with her mm-hmm. just because like she was trying to like make enough money to support them both. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is not easy. Um, and that was at that time, as I said, most of my mom's sisters also lived at home because they were all um, 
bad. And my this aunt that like tried to like steal my dad literally would go to my half sister when she's yeah. like a child of like four or five and be like, oh, well, you're here because your mom doesn't love you. Um, she doesn't wow. want you. That's why you're here. I could be your mom instead. Like I could be a good mom to you. And so she did all of that for so long. And then in 1998, Eight, I believe, was when my dad got posted away from the lower mainland of BC. So we were all set to move cross country to Ontario. Mm -hmm. And at that time, my aunt serves my mom that she is suing for custody of my half sister, who's not related to that aunt. Like, she's a niece, right? And she tried to say that, like, my mom was abusive and, like, tried to make a case. And, like, obviously that was not the case because they would have taken all of us away if that was yeah. the case, right? But the way the custody laws worked in BC at the time, to the best of my understanding now, is that if the child was 12 or older and had, like, a proven, like, close personal relationship with both parties, the kid could choose where they wanted to live. Yeah. And so Brittany chose. So what happened was first, my parents won custody and it was like official. We have Brittany. We're going to leave. And my mom got a call that night from a a close friend of the family who was like, this is going to get overturned. You need to leave the province right now. Like you need to take her and you need to go because if you come back, like she's going to get taken. My mom, of course, didn't do that. It's a law abiding person. And like they had to go back for their last court appearance. And the judge was like, I know that you're in a good place, but like legally speaking, you get to choose where you want to live. And my half sister chose to live with my aunt. Yeah. And so when I was four and she was wow. 12, she moved out and was with my aunt. So I never really got to know my half sister. Like I don't even yeah. really like consider her family, but that's kind of like, like th- that gives you a sense of like the family dynamic there. Yeah. Uh, and so then we we just moved. And then I, I've only seen that half-sister, like, I could probably count on one hand how many times I've seen her again since I was, like, four. Damn. She lives a fairy ride away right now. She didn't That's... even, like, she didn't even come to her mom's funeral. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, this is, like, <laughs> this is, like, so, so, there's so much, there's so like, much it's there, so, right? It's, like, I swear to God, like, I feel like I should write a book. I was going to say, it's, like, a T, it's. <laughs> It's not even like it's like, like a, a TV show, but it's, like, not, it's not even it's like more a wild. TV. Like it's it's real life. It's real life, and you should write a book. <laughs> and you just need to like. I I mean, I think one of the things that's beautiful about like interviews and recording conversations, even, is that like you're able to just capture those details. But hopefully, you're able to like stop and like even if it's writing. I don't care if it's a voice memo, but like, just like these are, this is the, I don't even know. You broke me. Like it's crazy. Yes, it Um, is. It is. But it's like, it's also, I mean, I don't know. Here's, here's my, here's what I'm like struggling with right now. Uh, (laughs) Struggle is an interesting word to use for this, but it's basically like, I always feel like I'm not like typically surprised. Oh my, what is this cat action happening behind <laughs> you? Oh my she's, go- she's going under the duvet. That's but, where she she likes to sleep under the blanket, but she's like crawling. Out. She's been doing a lot, and this is a great reason for people to watch the YouTube version just to see uh, her. <laughs> she's her a demon. Journey. Oh my god! No, I see. I saw her do some demon moves, like uh, jump, <laughs> ju- the jumps. I didn't even. 
But uh, she's a good jumps, jumper. She's a really good jumper. <laughs> speaking of uh, of jumping around yes. in uh, conversation, sure, let's do that. Yeah, let's like, jump I always, around. I always feel like I'm able to jumping back to what we were talking about. Like I'm I. I think of myself as someone who's not typically surprised because I'm like, oh, okay, like that thing makes sense. And then this and that. But like my jaw was on the floor with what you were saying, (laughs) just because like nobody should have to deal with all of that. But oh, it gets crazier, Matt. It gets crazier. That's why I'm I'm going back. I'm like, give her a breath. Give her a breath. Get some some air. Um, But yeah, like what that's kind of where I'm wondering, like, well, I really I wanted to ask like when it started to calm down, but it sounds like it got more tumultuous it's, before it calmed down. Well, and so part of that as well. So I told you all the things that my aunt would say yeah. to my half sister. And she said all those same things to me when I was too little. Like, I don't remember this. Like, I don't remember her saying this to me. I don't remember it happening. But I guess shortly after we moved, I was having, like, significant behavioral issues of just, like, not listening, being really bad. And, I mean, part of that was probably, like, the trauma of, like, losing a sibling to in, and, like, moving cross-country. Yeah. It was very dramatic. But I guess I, like turned to my mom and I was like no Faith said I don't have to listen to you like she said that like she could be my mom like I I could listen to her and she tried it with my older sister as well but my older sister had lived like four years with like my mom and dad as like a happy family and so she just kind of like even as like a young kid was able to be like this is dumb like that's my mom but I she was in the house from before I was born so I like when you're young and an adult is telling you things you trust them and you believe them. Wow. This is so where did it as like, as it continued on, like I'm. I'm it's well, it kind of, it kind of ended from there from when we moved. Wow. Okay. Um, and how old were you at that time? I turned five a couple months later. Oh my God. This um, is so like this was all, all when I was like super young. Yeah. And my, yeah. and the thing too, is it's like my dad always held a grudge and was like, no, like this is all really messed up. But my, like, it was really important to my mom to like forgive people and not let stuff like that get in the way. And so she always, um, like she would still like talk to her sister on the phone, like pretty much every week for like hours would still mm-hmm. like, um, she would, they had a really hard time financially between that. Like, I, again, I don't know if, if that sister ever worked. Like, I really don't yeah. know what she did. Um, and they had, like, they were obviously like on assistance because that's all they could really do. But I know my mom would like send them money and buy them groceries. And when they were much older and they had to like move out of like a really bad living situation, my mom like went over, helped them buy new furniture, got them into a new place. Like, was really like she never like obviously stopped loving her daughter uh, but she also was like yeah I'm not really her mom like I know that she doesn't think of me as a mom kind of thing and so it's just it's weird but it's also like it's it's important to talk about stuff like this I think because I I think a lot of us go through stuff that is actually like super fucked up and you don't even really realize until way later that it's really messed up uh and and it's important to discuss it and like get through it and kind of figure out how to move forward but it's also really important not to dwell on stuff like that to try like I'm really I sometimes I hold a grudge I'm not a perfect person but I try really hard 
to not because it really does like it does feel better to not hold ill will against people or to like not focus on like because like bad shit is gonna happen to you yeah and you just have to respond to it as best you can and then like you can't carrying around resentment is just more weight that you're holding on to and it just gets heavier it's not easier yeah and and i think it's so interesting that you say that too because one of the things to to reference the the interview the I'll, I'll just call it the interview for the now. interview uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the interview, that the must interview not be made. you know you you kind of ended it talking about that like wanting to have more forgiveness in your life and you know while forgiveness is a really difficult thing especially depending on what you're forgiving mm-hmm. um not everything deserves forgiveness it is important to kind of be at that place that you're talking about which is to realize that like there's weight with being angry and there's weight with holding on to and rehashing the past and the things that didn't go well. And it's, it's interesting because I know that you could, you could definitely relate to this better than I could think from the reality TV perspective, just to tie it together. Like I will be on Twitter and see like something that someone comments on Stephen Fishbeck's post that's like you should have won this or you should have done that or that person 10 years ago when you were on that show was really rude to you and like you know it's it's people this happens to eric reichenbach all the time right I, and that poor man like i know how was he supposed to really let go right because that's the thing too yeah. and especially in that example too because yeah. that's like yes he was manipulated and something was done to him but also he kind of did it himself and so that I feel like must weigh like I feel like the stuff that I personally mess up weighs on my brain so much more than anything anyone could ever do to me I like I can't imagine holding that and then getting reminded of it every like 10 minutes on Twitter once your season's on Netflix no but I even like I think of like the the whole Big Brother Canada thing. Honestly, there's not like a lot. <laughs> there's of, no new there's, ground. There's like nothing. There. Honestly, exactly. And also, I'm like that's not even like the most interesting. Like that's not even interesting at this point. <laughs> but what's interesting to me is I would just say is like I maybe once in the last year I saw this, but someone who like commented referencing that, and it's like get a one get a life. I'll say that leave Kirsten alone but also <laughs> like just realize that people are constantly growing and evolving and living their lives and you know some people mean well they but they but at some of those people are like the energy suckers who want to like pull you back to wherever it is that you were you know struggling with with something mm-hmm. and it, so there's like the balance of um being angry but also uh in the positive side of this is which is kind of what you're talking about is talking about like that trauma processing it and kind of working through it and then realizing how it informs how you show up in the world today because like i'm sure there are a ton of things that could be triggering based on that experience or like if you meet a seventh day adventist it's like oh my gosh i feel very uncomfortable uh just based on my own <laughs> like are you okay right. like exactly. are are, yeah. are you good right because you never really know there but and j- just to go back to like yeah. the people on twitter who are bringing up ancient history yes. there's two sides to that uh-huh. And one side is people will be like, oh, man, you totally got robbed. I would have loved to see you on TV. That, right. that is a very nice thing to say. And that doesn't um, trigger anything in me. Like, I'm just like, that's a nice right. thing to say. Like, I wish that it would have worked out like that as well. Like, I will always have to wonder 
what it would have been like had I had that experience. But what I'm sick of, mm-hmm. and it happens probably like three to four times a year. It's not a lot. But obviously, we're all on these reality TV streets. We're sharing our opinions on the internet. We're talking about gameplay. We're talking about strategy, all of that. And every once in a while, someone decides they don't like what I have to say, which is fine. You don't have to like what I have to say. What you think of me, none of my business. However, when you choose to tag me and be like, well, you couldn't even get on the show. Well, that I need to unpack a little bit because one, I yes. did get on the show. Right. I went through the full casting process twice. They actually liked me so much, they called me back. Uh, so it's not my fault that they chose a yeah. dumbass twist, first of all. I did get cast, actually, and I would love to see you get cast. But uh-huh. second of all, 98% of the people analyzing these shows have not been on them. When exactly. was Taryn on Big Brother, but we all care about his opinions on strategy? He I wasn't. I mean, the rumors, but... <laughs> yeah, the rumors know. are true. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> he was cast and then he was pulled back when it was leaked. I don't know. Yeah, that's Spoiler exactly what happened. hat is totally on. Um, no, I, you're, you but make a great point. Like, he yeah. still... That's not to... And I'm not saying that to discredit him. No. He has good things to say about strategy and a totally. point of view and an inter- interesting perspective. But it's and, not like anyone holds that against him. And exactly. actually something you're making me think about. And again, it's not a ter- even a Terran specific thing or because um, I know that like, you know, and this is something I've seen a lot of, which is that like the women on our, on our network, but in podcasting in general, commenting on these shows, just get like, honestly, like get a lot of shit like for, just opening your mouth and saying something that someone disagrees with. And I think of you with this. I think of Melissa Denny with this. I think of Jessica Lease with this. I think of a lot of people who get like attacked for your perspective and opinion, but like less to like dive into and like even give uh, credence. Maybe that's the word to like the credibility because there's no credibility to those people. I'm kind of curious, like how you now today navigate that and deal with that type of feedback and that um I hate to call it feedback because that's such a legitimate word but like deal with that hate yeah because that's the thing right like um I don't think that there's any one podcaster on the network male female like black white whatever who is going to be upset at receiving legitimate feedback of oh you explained it like this, but what about this thing that you didn't think of? Or, oh, uh, this could be done better through XYZ type of way. Obviously, mm-hmm. discounting people who are being dicks about speech patterns and uh, vocal fry, uh, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, yeah. Because those are like people use filler words, and that's actually part of communicating that makes com- communication real. Yeah. And uh, when people get upset about people saying uh or like, like or any of those things, um, all you're doing is showing your full ass as someone who doesn't understand how communication works because we all use filler words every single day. It's part of linguistics. It doesn't have anything to do with intelligence, what you have to say or anything like that. And mm-hmm. vocal fry, too, like it's just people have vocal fry. Deal with it, right? Yeah. And uh, you know what? While, while we're on this, I just want to throw in like <laughs> the fact that um, there's a lot of that actually is also based in like to go there. A lot of it is based in like white supremacy culture saying that like this is the right way to be. You have to mm-hmm. talk like you're one of the people who's on NPR and you can't be loud and you can't be charismatic and make jokes and like it. 
I, I, one thing I, I always want is like for people to think about where their idea of what's right is coming from, because mm-hmm. as you said, there's not early on, um, there's not a right way to like live or to be or to show up. Yeah, a hundred. Yes, a hundred percent. And uh, it all again, it does all go back to white supremacy, and misogyny, and and the yeah. patriarchy. It really does. Yeah. And it's especially to a lot of the, um, a lot of the vocal ticks that I, I have. I, I'm actually very fortunate. I haven't gotten a lot of that in a long time. Yeah. Uh, but like. When I joined the network, there weren't a ton of women on the network at the time. Like, obviously, Jessica Lee was there. Amy and Haley were there. Ali was there. Liana and Melissa were in before me. Um, Taylor Cotter was in the, yeah. the rotation. But, like, there really weren't very many women on the network when I, when I came in. And that's how I got involved in the first place, like, years ago. Because I was like, Rob, why aren't there any women on your Big Brother coverage? <laughs> and he was like, well, do you want to yeah. come on a podcast? And I was like okay um and it was at that time when there was a a much lower barrier to entry um to get into the network when i was able to kind of sneak in so uh (laughs) i just love the idea of like uh kirsten snuck in before it was but no but it it was like at like there there was a time when uh if you just like talked to rob and like you had a good rapport uh you could build that into something. And now, like, I think that's still true. Like, obviously, networking is important and you can still, like, get in if you have, like, a good voice and a good point of view. But I think that um, over the years, like, the content on REJP has elevated a lot and the voices have elevated a lot. And it's a lot harder to get in as a new person now than it was when I got in, let alone, like, what, however many years before that. And I I don't think that, that should be discounted either. But yeah. Um, a lot of the the feedback that women on the network get in particular is horrible. Like yeah. I know I saw an iTunes review that was just like calling me and Maggie ugly for no reason recently. And I was like, it's not even a video podcast. Like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Frick. Um, first of all, right. Like, oh first of all, it's not even a video podcast. And second of all, me and Maggie are hot as hell. So yeah. shut up. Um, yeah. But and oh, funny, as Maggie likes to point out. Yes, Maggie's uh, Maggie's bio is extremely hot and funny, which I co-opted for my all my dating apps, <laughs> and uh, it did work. So okay, it's good. good. <laughs> Except it works because it actually like filters people out because you'll get a message being like, "Oh, so you're funny? Tell me a joke," and I'm like, "Ew, get away from me! Goodbye." Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um. Stuff like that is, it's really funny. I've evolved a lot in in absorbing this kind of information. Uh, I clap back a lot less than I used to. I definitely used to call people out. I used to love screenshotting a mean YouTube comment and tweeting it out so that my amazing followers would go um, downvote and like go go be mean on YouTube. Uh, And they would. My followers are so kind and nice. I love them. Um, I don't do that so much anymore. I used to keep uh screenshots of all of the mean comments on my podcast just to like have on my phone and i actually within the last like three months deleted all of them i was like i don't need to see these i it doesn't matter and it wasn't because they were weighing on me is i really just thought they were like people are really funny and creative in how they will choose to hate on people on the internet sometimes and i'm just also very lucky as a white woman because i don't also get um 
well, like people get people say I'm like racist against white people, and I'm just like that's a funny insult. Like that's like a nice compliment to receive. Um, yeah, like we don't have time. <laughs> it was just like a ridiculous thing to say. Right. I mean, there's a exact. There's a lot. There's a lot to break down there and to uh, dive into and unpack, which is like not the. It's always interesting with comments that uh, like the, like most people aren't thinking or even informed about what they're saying. And so like we as podcasters are the type of people who want to like unpack and dive deep and be like, okay, <laughs> but like, like, what do you mean by that? And like, blah, blah, blah. And we're ready for that. But also we're ready to fight. <laughs> a lot of comments do not deserve that energy and to borrow from Chappelle and many other people just like protect, you have to protect, protect your peace. Sometimes. And yeah. I protect my peace and I protect other podcasters on the network's peace because I am a moderator on the RHAP YouTube channel. And oh, I go in and I delete the comments. Oh, you're going to go leave something rude about my friend? Not on my watch. It's going to yeah. be gone. <laughs> I think this is reminding me. I think that you probably, maybe around the, I think around the, maybe probably around the time of like Black Voices of RHAP came coming out, you, you definitely mentioned to me that you were a moderator, like in a message. And I was, and you were like, just if anyone comes for you or whatever, whatever, like you're, you've got, you, I always I feel like that energy is important that we need to be here to like stand up and like say something be like no just because I'm on a podcast doesn't mean you could trash me and like I've been thankful to not have a ton of that um, yet but you know I'm kind of like curious too about this will be the one Matt this yeah, will be the one this will be the one this will be the one where they're like oh God. see this is why I don't look I'm just gonna say like you know I get I I mentioned at the top of the show in the intro and at the outro the best ways to reach out. Otherwise, I will not look at a lot of other things, uh, like comments <laughs> on YouTube because I'm I want that's the place where it scares me a little bit sometimes. Yeah, there are definitely spots on the internet like that where it's just better not to go. Like Chappelle continuously is like, "No, why are you going on Reddit, Kirsten? Don't go Don't there. Go there. It's, it's not a place for you. Like it's it's just not it's not a space for." for me personally yeah or the facebook comments but that's a whole other thing like oh but i, I still read them all that's the thing that's <sighs> sick about me i still read them all i just don't save them anymore well this is like this is all wild there's a lot there's there kirsten like, there's so there's like so many i have so many questions i just want you to protect your peace but though. matt let me tell you yeah. the night i did not make it into big brother canada six okay yeah. they took us out for a nice dinner I went for a drink with Mikey, who also didn't get voted in. Then I went mm -hmm. back to my hotel. They put us up in a very nice hotel for that night, which would have been amazing. But of course, I did not sleep a wink. Right. I spent the whole night searching every comment, every YouTube video. I went on Twitter. I typed in my name with BBCan6 to see every single tweet that was about me. And mm. I'm sure I saw them all before people decided, oh, I should delete this because she's out in the real world now. And uh it was not smart. That did not help my mental health. But yeah. I did it. And uh, I, I saw it all. If you're listening and you wrote uh, calling me Fat Maddie on uh, uh -huh. Big Brother Twitter in 2018, I saw it. And you're stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, beyond, beyond that, I guess it's it. It kind of begs this question for me, which is about how like the perception versus the reality of who you are. And a lot of what we've talked about is about how people perceive you either based mm -hmm. on your takes or based on like 
your social media and how you show up. And like, as you mentioned, like you are like, you're, you're ready for, you're ready for a fight if it needs to (laughs) like, let's ring the bell is basically like part of it. But also like beyond how people perceive you, like what is it that people don't see or know when it comes to you? And I will just say, I will throw in, I have to throw this in. So my very first RHAP podcast was with you, Taryn, and Rob, and it was a like the first Sunday episode of Big Brother Twenty Two. So everything was still happy and bright with the world. Yeah, and when we I, thought it was going to be a good season, <laughs> we really thought. We really look at us. We thought. We really thought really so. Thought. <laughs> uh, but I remember like doing that podcast too, and I was. I remember leaving there and being like, "I'm so intimidated by Kirsten." I'm so intimidated. Like after podcasting with me? After podcasting with you the first time. Because I was intimidated by everything. That's a whole other story. We're not going to get into that. But like, (laughs) and like, you know, being part of the class of 2020 is a whole thing. You could go back and like listen to some of the other episodes where I'm talking about that with some of the others who are part of it. But like, I remember just being like, oh my gosh. Sorry, there's someone at my door. Someone's at the door. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is probably getting cut out unless it's like, Rob Sesternino at the door or Sam Moore. Maybe it's Sam Moore at the door. That rhymes. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Someone's being helpful at the door. But I feel like I'm like a security camera or something right now. Mail's here. The mail's here. They knocked on the oh, oh look at that. Look at that. Uh I, <laughs> sorry. I was like no. I didn't know if it was my landlord or something. I was like, oh, they knock for the mail nowadays. I this could have fit in my mailbox for sure. I was just saying, I felt like a security camera in real time. I was like, who's there? <laughs> Who is it? Oh my god, imagine if I'd been murdered live on the street. <laughs> I know. I don't know if there's a way to like lie. Well, I would no, I wouldn't want to live stream that, but I would also be like, I don't know what to do for help. Like, I would. I, You're like, well, I can't call nine one one. It'll call your local nine one one. But I like, also can't like turn off the stream either. But I also it's, it's, be it would here. be evident. It would be evidence in a criminal matter. And you have your sure. headphones in too. Next time, take your headphones out because I I, I want to make sure I like yell at somebody. Like, hey, I'm here. Let me interview you for Pod I Friends. See you. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't murder me. I'm being interviewed for, for Pod yeah. Friends. <laughs> That's always it. That's exactly why I podcast, <laughs> just to avoid being murdered while I'm podcasting. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You were in the middle of asking me a question when I rudely ran up to answer my door. 
<laughs> no, it was, yeah, it was a question about like the perception versus the reality. Wait, um, let me, hold on. Let me collect myself. <laughs> I'm assuming this is getting cut out, but I'm just going to keep going. So, you know, I, I asked though about like the perception of, you know, how people see you versus reality. And I was talking about being intimidated by you at first. And then something that I realized over not a lot of time, actually, but just like in interacting with you at all was like, oh my gosh, Kirsten is like so warm and nice and friendly and all of these things. Um, aside that, I don't think like always comes across when you're talk when we're talking about like trashy TV or like hot dummies on islands who we think are hot dummies, right? Like what's the part of you that people don't get to see as much? Have you ever read the book Ferdinand the Bull when you were a kid? No, but I, I'm guessing there's a bull named so, Ferdinand. Yeah, so the concept of Ferdinand the Bull, um, it was one of my favorite books when I was a kid. And it's uh, it's set where they do all the bullfights in Spain. But there's this one bull, Ferdinand, and he doesn't want to fight. He just wants to sit and smell the pretty flowers. Right. Um, And so I kind of, I feel like that. I feel like I come across... um a lot harder than I am. Like I'm actually pretty sensitive and I always have been, but um, I try not to show it so much. Like I really uh, like, again, I grew up, my dad was in the military. Like it's very much like stiff upper lip. Don't yeah. show your emotions. And so I also grew up where people didn't really show their emotions that much. And so in that situation, you kind of, um, can feel like your feelings and emotions are a burden on other people. And um, because of all of that, that is, I don't have time to unpack today. Right. I try not to show how I'm feeling. I try to rewire myself to be more analytical than emotional. And um, I, I try to not let people see even that I have feelings at all. Right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that, like, as you've said, like, most people, once you actually get to know me, like, that's not really true at all. Um, but I, uh, I've, I've, I never really was, like, well-liked until I was in my 20s, for sure. Like, yeah. I would have, like, a group of friends, and then, you know, military people are moving all the time. So, like, you don't have, like, consistent friendships growing up. I think I have like maybe two people I knew from being a kid, like on Instagram from like when I was like really little, but like, we don't really yeah. talk. We just like follow each other on Instagram. And then university, I kind of high school. I kind of, um, I like assembled the weirdos. Like I kind of was like, okay, we're going to be a group. Right. But again, I don't talk to any of those people anymore. Like I don't, I don't like, I maybe follow a couple of them on social media, but I don't, know those people anymore I don't know what they're doing with their lives I don't really know them and then I was in university and then I had like my dorm group of friends and I do have some friends from university still um from like pe mostly people I was an RA with uh because I really enjoyed that but like I've never I don't have any examples really of like a long-term friendship so I feel like a lot of people don't actually get to know me in that way and that I don't show it as much like I've always done better with internet friends and real life friends like that is 
that's a fact yeah. uh, on those mean streets of Neopets as a child. <laughs> yeah, back in the day. Um, Shout out to Storm Shadow uh, 777 or whatever Storm his Sh- name Did is. Did you check if he's still alive? I couldn't well, they don't remember die. my password and then I got locked out, but I could, I'll oh get in God. one day. Oh he's still God. alive. You know, they don't die. They just say they're dying of hunger. Um, he's looked like a ghost for like the last, I don't know what happened to him. He had like They probably disease. sprayed him with the lab ray or something. It's too late. It's been 20 years and I just like, I think I need to accept him for how he is and who he is um, and, you know, really embrace Um, him. And I need to go check on him at some point. Yeah. Go check, go to um, check him into the Neo Lodge so that he won't be hungry anymore. Um, It's too late. You don't understand. (laughs) It's too late. I feel like you're carrying a lot of um, guilt for you. I am. There's a lot of emotion. This is going to um, be like the part where we uh, <laughs> start sobbing over our Neopets. Oh my god. No, I said, yeah. listen, I can still get into my account. My Neopets are fine. <laughs> okay, rub it in. <laughs> They're fine, okay? There we go. I'm just I'm just mad that Adobe Flash is gone, so I can't go play my Flash games on Neopets anymore. Oh. I know. It's sad. I didn't even think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The site is uh, drastically changed as a result of that. Um, it's depressing. Oh my gosh. This is so sad. I know. I know. Oh my god! Wait. Um, yes, you were. I, I think I inter. I don't know if I interrupted you or not in the middle of like. I don't remember. I I don't even really know. But yeah, basically, I just I think that like the one thing that people really don't know about me is like I uh am very sensitive, yeah. and I do just just like everybody else. I like want to be liked and I want to be known, but uh, I also just feel like at this point. I sometimes I feel like I don't know if people even can really know me like I I don't know it's it's and that sounds so weird I feel like I'm being dramatic too but like uh as I got more involved in like podcasting and streaming and being a content creator you want to be your authentic self and you want to share that with everyone but um you also kind of like want to keep parts of yourself that are just separate from that and are not you know public domain yeah um but then i'm also like so online that i feel like the only way to even protect myself is to be even more online so that you're like drowning in google search results and can't like find anything truly embarrassing i figured that out like seven or eight years ago and i was like oh yeah a lot of people are like don't don't google me i'm nervous but what i'm fine i'm like one i'm not gonna make sure not like you know untag untag things all that fun Mm -hmm. stuff but also it's like when you're just creating so much content too it kind of varies whatever else you know you have going on not that there's anything like sketchy thankfully (laughs) well yeah yeah no and and me as well like there's nothing like sketchy or anything but it's just like well i mean honestly the big brother thing is kind of sketchy and embarrassing like Mm. that's like my that's like my biggest nightmare is like meeting some like thankfully i wasn't on the show so like i don't get recognized like nobody knows who i am like even like hardcore fans of the show do not know who i am which is amazing and beautiful and i'm so grateful i'm so grateful for it i'm so so grateful for it like i've gone out for drinks with some of the bb can people and like people are like interrupting your drinks to be like oh my god like i left you on the show can we take a picture and i'm like ugh, no i don't want that like absolutely not so uh 
I do. I feel like that is like the embarrassing thing, but it's unfortunately like the most like SEO optimized thing in my search. So it will always be what comes up. Last year when I first started my job, I got a call from a legal assistant at like a firm and they were like, were you on Big Brother Canada? And it was like the worst moment of my entire life because I had this awkward conversation on the phone in my cubicle and then all my coworkers found out about it. Um, Embarrassing. Embarrassing. It's mortifying. So someone called you, you were, you were. I was at work working away. Yeah. Sending disclosure to lawyers um, for their like clients to make sure that they're prepared and that they have all of their um, everything they need for a trial that is in line with their charter rights with the Charter of Rights and Freedoms in Canada um, just admin work boop 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 on my computer my phone rings I'm like oh it's uh, this assistant at this firm I pick up the phone and she goes were you on Big Brother Canada and I was like kind of what like what's going on and I had met one of their articling students who had recognized me and instead of saying it in the moment he went back to the firm and like told everyone and then they googled me and then they called me to confirm and I was like that's so that's so bizarre and mortifying and also like I get what you're saying too about the idea of like you have to figure out what parts of yourself to share in Mm -hmm. the things that you create too and part of it, like something that I, you know, there are probably a lot of reasons for this, but, you know, like something that I, I think that I was thinking about as you were kind of talking about this is just like how much I I share about like my dad who passed away in 2017. And mm-hmm. I know that like, that's, this is something that we have same, in yeah, same year that, that my mom passed as well. What was like the date in t- like that she passed? It was July. My dad was March 8th, 2017. Oh, one year to the day before I got crushed on national television. Oh, Um, look at that. That's that's exactly how (laughs) I'm like, oh, damn, that's it's 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 always interesting. It's hard to remember the specific day because um, so the reason why I was there when it happened was I had flown out for a week because my sister was getting married. Yeah. And I got there. Saturday night and then she passed away like early early morning Sunday morning and so I'm pretty sure it was July 23rd and then my sister got married on the 29th oh my god but I have a hard time remembering if it was maybe the 16th and then she got married I think so 20 yeah no she passed away on the 23rd she passed away on the 23rd um I I ask about that too because I think something that I like well for both of us I guess it's 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 horrible to think about and by the way i will say like that for me this like january to march is the toughest time with my grief just because like that's when my dad got sick he was sick with what we found out later was a rare form of leukemia and that's how he passed away but and so this time of year like literally this is when things kind of happened suddenly and i you know something that i figured out really quickly maybe by instinct was just like, I need to share this. Like I'm going to post it. I'm okay. Talking about my grief, Mm -hmm. like to people out here, because it was just such a a good way for me to like process it and get it out. And like talking about vulnerability and talking about that, like, I don't know, like 
I don't know. No, I'm, I, I'm I'm like, the, I have I'm so many same. questions yeah, and no, I don't I'm, have words for it. You know? I, I'm the same way. And um, I've always found that being super vocal about grief yeah. helps. Like, I don't know if it fully unpacks it because I always worry to some extent if I'm just intellectualizing how I'm feeling instead mm-hmm. of actually feeling it. Um, but I know like um, my, my mom passed away in um, July of 2017. She had been diagnosed in July of 2016. Um, yeah. And we had noticed something was kind of off in May of 2016. And then July was like when it was diagnosed. Um, she had a glioblastoma, which is a brain tumor. Uh, it was completely inoperable based on where it was. They, she fought like hell, but like that shit is it's crazy the way that it works and when it's a brain tumor it um affects how your personality is as well and it was near her center of speech so she like she couldn't remember words that she was trying to say and it was really frustrating for her um for her communication skills and so i'm always very public about that i'm always like please donate to the brain tumor foundation because we still don't know like a lot of cancers you can kind of figure out like what causes them or like, and I mean, even still, some people still just get cancer. Like it's not a hundred percent. Right. Um, and even then, even if someone like smoked every day for 85 years, that doesn't mean they deserve lung cancer or that it's like some sort of karmic thing, which I think yeah. people need to be a little bit more understanding about. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause it's a horrible disease that yeah. impacts so many people and uh, there's no cure. And Sometimes there's surgery, sometimes there's treatments. Those treatments are hard on your body. Mm-hmm. And uh, I do think, I think a lot of times people think of like sickness as like a punishment for someone who like quote unquote didn't like live well. And yeah. that I, so I try to be like as open and vulnerable as possible, but like nobody knows why these brain tumors form. Nobody knows how to cure them. Uh, it's just horrible. Right. And so I yeah. try to vote about that. And I also am super vocal about suicide because I lost my best friend to suicide when I was 15 years old. And the way that people talk about mental health and the stigma against suicide and people that experience suicidal ideation uh, is it doesn't help. It's not helping somebody when you go out of your way to like talk in a disparaging manner about someone who's experienced suicidal ideation. Mm -hmm. All it does is make people more ashamed of how they feel and less likely to look for help. Right. Um, so I think it's super important to just be upfront, honest, like we all have grief over things. Not everyone has some big tragedy or some big trauma in their life. Um, but that doesn't mean that they don't have traumas and bad experiences that they have feelings about. And it's important to be open about that because when we're open about it, then you can really connect with people and then you find community and a home where you maybe had no idea that you could have that. And I, I think that it's just, I think it's super important. Um, my big goal of 2021 was that, um, I was going to work really hard on being more trusting and believing people and that I was going to work really hard on being more vulnerable with people. And I think in the first half of 2021, I did a really bad job of it. I thought I was doing a really good job of it by basically just like dumping a lot of words and acting like I was being vulnerable. Yeah. But I wasn't ready to have the space to actually discuss it further or like actually be emotionally open. I think I've gotten a lot better at that and I'm going to continue to work on it this year. And I think that it's something that we all need to work on because it's really hard, but it's really important. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like, working out in a lot of ways, I think, too, because you can be 
vulnerable, but you could also kind of be conditioned to like over time to not remember how to be vulnerable and to like give yourself that space, which I think is so important. And, you know, something that I kind of think about because we could probably be here forever. We could. Um, we one, could. one thing I like one thing I'm curious about, um, you know, for I'll say for from my perspective to maybe set it up is that for me in joining RHAP, but also just how I show up in the world, I just feel like um, and this probably says something about some kind of Enneagram <laughs> thing about me. I'm not even going to try to do it. Well, and I mean, you propel. also at the start of yeah. this, you were like, oh, I don't know what I am. You're a two, Matt. You're a two. And we I'm, all I'm know eight. it. No. Or nine. You're a two. How, I don't know if I'm a two. You're a two. Okay. I would say like the number one thing I would think of you as is as like a carer and like calling people in and being so empathetic and caring. You want to tell people stories, but you're not, you're not trying to tell your own. You're a two. Stop kind it. Of like, no, it's like kind of funny. Cause like, I kind of am too, where I'm like, well, but I also want to amplify other people, but also like that, like it, the thing that's so cool to me about telling people stories, but then like interviewing them is figuring out like, well, again, like selfishly figuring out what we have in common and then kind of going there. Right. So maybe I'm a two. You're a two. You're not. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I feel like you're too willing to engage with conflict to be a nine. Yeah, Um, I am. Oh, I love, I love, I love a good conflict. I love a healthy conflict. Yeah. So you can't be a nine. Nine is like conflict avoidant to a T. That's Rob, right? Oh no. Yeah. Um, You said that's Rob. Yeah. Rob's a nine and Rob is not, Rob does not like a conflict. Rob wants, he does, he is a nine. I know he's a nine. Rob wants things to stay smooth. And like, he obviously like when it really matters, Rob stands up and he will do what needs to be done, but he would so much rather that it just not get to that point and that it just go away on its own. Yeah. And yeah. it's and that's and that's fine. That's just his personality. But like you're not a nine because you, you could never. No, um, that makes me feel good. I'll take your word for it. Yeah. I need to go back. You know what the problem is? I felt really attacked by Chappelle when he was talking about twos. Yeah, that's how you know you're a two. But then I felt attacked by everything else after that. So then it got really confusing. Um I don't even know where I was going. I kind of know where I was going generally. Um, something about talking with you forever. Blah, yeah, blah, blah, finding, the, this, finding the points of connection. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm curious because like for me, I when I joined RHP, but also just how I show up in the world, like a lot of, the, yeah, there are so many issues that I care about. And I remember when I applied to the class of 2020, uh, which uh, I guess worked out. Um, you you know, guess! It, <laughs> it worked, <laughs> which obviously worked out because I'm here. Um, but, you know, when I think about that, one of the things that I said in my inter- my video that I sent in for the interview was like, I just want to be able to talk about these issues that matter to me. Like, are there certain issues that you want to be able to like voice and speak to? You mentioned like mental health and we talked a little about grief but like yeah like it kind of seems like you have this like this and a lot of people do like ways that you want to make the world a better place like does is that what does that look well, like for you yeah see and i think in general i do just have like a lot um uh i like at my core like i do want to find the way um in which we can make uh, the world a better place right and it it can be so overwhelming because there are so many like forces at work to make things bad and uh, it can be super overwhelming to be like okay well am I pay- am I picking mental health am I picking 
um, capitalism? Am I picking, oh, let's dismantle the patriarchy and white supremacy. And there's just so many things that are wrong. And they're also so interconnected Mm -hmm. that I feel like it is hard to pick one thing to be like, this is my thing that I really care about. Right. Um, And so I just try to face every day and every interaction as like, what good can I do and how can I try to push things forward and try to make things better? And whether that's uh, you hear someone say a word that they shouldn't say and you say, hey, what are you doing? That's not how we talk anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. that's that's not right. Or if it's, um, you know, explaining the finer points of some sort of theory to someone, because I have always found... um, Something I'm personally really good at is taking a really complicated issue and making it like easily digestible for someone who maybe doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe it's making someone understand like a more complicated issue by breaking it into smaller parts. Maybe it's recording a podcast where we talk about trauma and mental health yeah. and I let people maybe know me a little bit possibly. Um, maybe it's doing a Twitch stream where I answer people's questions and I give them advice. And maybe it's just doing a podcast that's fun and make somebody laugh when the he- life is literally hell right now, right? Yeah. So I think that we all do good in a lot of different ways. And as long as we're going out with an openness of learning and understanding that maybe you're wrong and there's a better way that you could be helping and listening to the voices of like people you're trying to help or like the other other people that have been in the movement longer than you. Yeah. And you're as long as your goal is to help and you're willing to listen, I don't think you can really go wrong. And I don't I don't think you have to choose just one thing. Like I think that you can do a lot of good as long as that's just kind of how you're approaching everything. Yeah. yeah. And it's important to not put yourself in a box with whatever it is. Like you don't have to be the like animal person or the like mental health person or the whatever per- like you could mm-hmm. do you could be it all and just show up as yourself and it's good to not overthink that and just because well, it's what like, you pick one thing it. so okay we're picking yeah. uh, mental health and right. then you're like okay well but look at how these things uh intersect with like a hundred other things and then exactly. you're like well i haven't just picked one thing anyways like there is you can't pick just one thing it's like how in um did you watch the good place i'm assuming you watch the good place well, i'm just no no this is the thing that's going to come through on pod friends i literally have like watched oh nothing my God. except okay, for the so, things i i've talked about okay so in in the good place basically um the concept of like going to quote unquote heaven or hell is that um every action you take during your lifetime basically is positive points or negative points and if you have a certain balance you can get into heaven and if you have a certain balance you get into hell right mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it works but what they kind of explore and look at really philosophically over the course of the show is that in this day and age, it's impossible to just be good all the time. Cause what you're okay. You're making the choice to eat a fruit. Well, where was that fruit grown? Was it grown ethically? What kind of labor went into producing that fruit? How yeah. is that impacting the global environment and economy and all these things? And it's like, no, no choice has a good or bad at this point because things are really complicated and, everything is super interwoven like it's just like the uh everyone this week talking about the green m&m isn't sexy anymore but actually mars corporation is facing a lawsuit about child labor and so they're trying to distract with the stupid m&m yeah like it's it's all complicated uh that's the well maybe this is a good point to 
to Sorry, I feel like I'm, I'm like well rails. yep it is no but it's it's so true too like I, there's nothing to really add there that's so complicated but I, but in contrast to that <laughs> in contrast to everything we said about not picking one thing and I'm going to ask you to pick a thing and I'm going to ask you, I'm just, I am not asking right now. Okay. I'm about to ask in like 30 oh. seconds, but I'm okay. going to ask you what the title would be to oh, your God. book or documentary of your life. I'm going to ask that in like 30 seconds, but okay. just to say, you know, I, I start, start to think about a curse. I've, 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 um, no, I've got it. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. You've podcasted before too. You're you. Uh, that was not. That was very obvious. Um, but no, I'm just. I think it's like fascinating because we. I like a quote. I like my this question about like if your life were a book or documentary, what would the title be and why. But the the other reality is that it's like our lives and our stories are so complicated and. I don't know how you're going to write a book about your life at any point because it's either going to be insanely long. It better be an audio book or else I'm going to riot. Because like, <laughs> what? Come on. That's us. Even like, I have the equipment. Improv, I, could, I could record you an audio book. You, you, have a, you have a good mic on you. Maybe you it should, like hey, a, should it be a podcast? <laughs> I'm just picturing you doing like a 50 part podcast about your life <laughs> but on youtube like live stream or twitch too you can do it on twitch it i don't know <laughs> we could transcribe the podcast turn it into a book not a bad idea <laughs> but speaking of books um because i'll just pretend that i didn't okay. just totally ask the question already like if your life person were a book or a documentary what would the title be and why so, uh, I think for obvious reasons, um, mainly because of branding, my book would clearly be called Kirsten Said What? Oh, wow. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Surf's Up for a second or something. No! Oh, my God! <laughs> and that's... <laughs> the Surf's Up is so stupid. Surf's Up, dude. Sur the Surf is up. The <laughs> tide is so high that the Surf has to be up. <laughs> Do you want to start? Are you going to start singing, uh, Damn. The time, the time is, is high. High. <laughs> <laughs> We'll leave that for. We don't want to get sued and removed. Yeah, we sound kids, so. exactly yeah, like um, the Atomic Kittens covering that song. That was, so, that's right. Uh, we uh, we would definitely get a DMCA strike. <laughs> that's it. This is exactly it. So wait. So okay. So Kirsten said, "Why?" Because what? Other listen. I, it would be like the ramblings of a loud mouth would be like the semicolon or something like that. Like, I, because I think that a, a very common thread as well throughout all of these stories is like, <laughs> this girl does not shut up. I don't know how. I never have and I never will. So, uh, yeah, but like, I said. why should you shut up? Like, what is the point? I'm not saying that I should. Oh, I know just you. That don't I simply think you won't. Should. But like, there are <laughs> oh people God, who obviously God. think. You know what? We're just going to have this podcast go on indefinitely. This is going to be the longest podcast no. ever because Kirsten's never going to shut up. I don't need to shut up. You don't want to hear it. I don't know why I'm trying. Yeah, to let's set a right let's now. set a world record right now. But no, actually, I have to stream. Yeah, soon, no, so. yeah, no, same. Uh, but yeah, no, I think that this is I, I think that it's beautiful. And I'm just glad that people are tuning in and listening and that's like one of my favorite parts of just being able to podcast but also podcast with you is that like literally we know that people who are tuning in and hearing your voice are like the people who need to hear this who want to hear it 
I mean, as <laughs> we close out, though, like, is there anything that you want to say to those those people who I'm assuming are not hate listening? Maybe they oh love God. you. Can Maybe you they'd love to hear oh from my you. God, my haters make me famous. Um, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. Um, I to obviously like all I'd want to say is just thank you so much. Like, um, I don't know if it always comes across, but being a content creator is the greatest joy in my life, and it is so much fun. And I feel like I'm constantly learning and I have built a little slice of the internet that is so positive and amazing. And I love being there. And I'm so grateful to the people who make that possible. And just thank you so much to the people who are, are still caring about what I have to say. Well, damn, I don't yeah, any any I don't know. That's that's beautiful. Any <laughs> other close like closing words? Do you have I asked I Mari know. recently to like. I, oh, and she just like. Oh, when she just said bye or like, yeah, that was great. I love Mari. That was a great interview. As Do well. you have a sign off for me? A sign off for you? Well, uh, obviously, uh, everybody, if you're listening to this, you want to hear more from Matt Scott. So go listen to him over on the wrestling wrap up with Mari every week. Um, they are doing great work. Who's your guest this week? I don't Do you know. Don't oh, know Mari that. does well, that shit. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Mari is scheduled probably an amazing guest this week because she's great. So go check out the wrestling wrap up. Also, um, check out the pod friends feed, which I hope exists by now. Uh, on, yeah. Uh, Let's hope. Apple podcast and give it a five star review. We accept five star reviews only. If you have less than five stars to give, we don't care what you have to say. Uh, yeah. Also, follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What and check out um, Twitch.tv. Anyways, we'll see you next week on Pod Friends. Bye. Bye, Pod Friends. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening to Pod Friends, for watching Pod Friends. Hopefully, you were able to watch and take it all in. I loved this conversation with Kirsten, and I really hope that you did too. And, you know, really, I hope you enjoyed the other Pod Friends conversations. Feel free to go back and hear from the others. And please, again, stop. Pause even now if you want. You could, you could take me out for the rest of this if you pause to leave a review or leave a rating um, and or do all of it, actually, because it'll go a long way to being sure that more of these stories from this Rob Has a Podcast universe can be heard and and seen by people in our community and um there are definitely way more stories that deserve to be seen and heard and so i hope that you could let me know let the people know what you think and uh spread the word about pod friends but again follow pod friends at hey pod friends pod friends at rob has if you want to suggest guests bit.ly slash podfriendsnom. Check out the show notes for even more, including a link to the Brain Tumor Foundation of Canada, a link to the Dinner Party Grief Resource. And until next time, just want to thank you so much for being with me on the journey, for your love, for your support. Um, It really means a lot. Um, And as always, thank you for being a pod friend. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.